Hello and welcome to the Hippie Christian Who Cares. My name is Chrissy Baki and I am the Hippie Christian Who Cares. But also, who cares what I have to say? I mostly just want to share Jesus with everyone and tonight I'm going to cheat anyways. And what I mean by that is I am totally going to let the disciple John share the message with you. I was all over the place in what I was going to talk about or what I should talk about. And I went to my trusty Bible, the one that's super highlighted and I have read two times. I know, brag much? Yes, I do. But quite honestly, the light bulb went off um, or, you know, God shed a little light on it. And I am totally being punny because this is a lot about light and John talks a lot about light. And so, you know, sometimes you talk about the light at the end of the tunnel. That's when you give somebody hope. But there's always that person is that says, oh, maybe it's the train about to run you over. Well, it's not. Okay, let's talk and see. If you want to follow along, get your Bible and go to 1 John, and it's going to be chapters 1 and 2. And hopefully we can do this pretty quickly and have some fun. Okay, before we start, though, is everybody already thinking of songs with light in it? Obviously, Blinded by the Light, um, Light My Fire, The Doors, that's a really good one. Um, But Lights by Journey. I didn't even realize that was the name of the song. In 1978 is when that song came out. I was thinking it was closer to the 80s, but that's probably because we've been on a whole class reunion preparation thing. How in the world did I get dragged into that, Paul? Oh my gosh, I am just saying it's been... (laughs) hilarious. And my brain is on 80s tunes. So that's where I thought why I thought lights maybe was in the 80s, but late 70s. Anyways, the first chapter of John in first John. So there's the gospel of John in the New Testament. And then later in the New Testament, in what they call the epistles, which Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are called the gospels, which is the good news of Jesus Christ. And then the epistles are the books that are written after Christ ascends into heaven. So we know that Jesus was born. He dies on the cross. He dies and goes to hell. Third day, Three days later, he raises from the dead. Then he spends 40 days on earth and ascends into heaven. And then the Christian church really begins to start. And so in the first four verses, John really sort of sets the stage in kind of a cryptic way, which I know that's probably like sacrilege to say that, but he says the sort of the title, which is not necessarily what God, what John wrote slash God. Um, but 
has been interpreted to give people a little bit of context says the word of life, but this is what John did write. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched this. We proclaim concerning the word of life. So that's what I mean by cryptic, because I think the translation most likely reads, Jesus has been from the beginning of time, and we have heard him, and we have seen him with our eyes, and we have looked at him, and our hands have touched him. So we are proclaiming concerning Jesus Christ, that he's real. The life appeared, we have seen it and testify to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you that we have seen and heard, so that you may have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. And I think it's interesting because he says, we write this to make our joy complete. And the footnote in this very, um, I always jokingly call this the very Lutheran Bible. It's the Concordia self-study Bible. It's not specifically just for Lutherans, but Concordia in general is a Lutheran organization. And I love them, don't get me wrong. But their footnote says, Our joy complete, John's joy in the Lord could not be complete unless his readers shared the true knowledge of Christ. So his whole point is, I'm going to share Jesus with you. But I also want to appeal to those people who wonder who this Jesus is and if he's real, like, hey, we saw him, we touched him, we like spent time with him, talked to him, ate with him, slept near him, you know, fished with him, rode on a boat with him, ate lunch with him, the whole nine yards, right? So four verses trying to say that Christ is real. But the interesting thing is, I think he uses some very visual language. And I recently heard that, you know, the world is sort of Eastern culture and Western culture. And in the United States, we're very Western. Eastern folks who would be of like, Jewish descent or Hebrew descent are much more visual. So that's why the Bible is often very poetic and visual. So this is probably why John is using such visual language. The next section sort of gets subtitled walking in the light. Thus, the whole reason for my light goes out in the city and light at the end of the tunnel and I saw the light and you light up my life. Oh my gosh, do you remember that whole Debbie Boone thing? And then the whole rumor was that was written about Jesus. 
That's actually not true. It really was like a love song. But for Debbie Boone, when they asked her who she was singing about, she was like, I'm singing about Jesus. So hats off to Debbie Boone, right? Um, anyways, starting with verse five says, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. What does that mean? It simply means that God is perfect and without sin. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live in the truth. Ouch, right? Because we are all a bunch of big fat liars. I tend to call that the LLPOF syndrome. You may be aware of it. Sometimes there's like an odor that comes with it because it's liar, liar, pants on fire. How often do we claim to have fellowship with Christ and gossip or swear? I'm just saying my mouth is the worst. Or get frustrated or question God or not grant grace or forgiveness. I'm just guilty of all of those things. And yet I pray with the same mouth that I use bad language with or gossip with or judge with. What John is saying is to strive for something better. And he says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So you notice that if we walk in the light like Jesus, then we're in fellowship with each other. And here's the real deal. And the blood of Jesus, Jesus dying on the cross, real blood, right? That purifies us from all sin. So at the end of the day, it's not if we can consistently walk in the light. I mean, that is what Jesus wants us to do because he wants us to be in fellowship with one another. But it is his blood that purifies us. It is his blood that takes away the sin. Amen to that. Am I right? So that just got us up to verse seven. The rest of this chapter, it's a short one, starts with verse eight. And it says, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we have not If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word has no place in our lives. 
Ouch. If you are probably any kind of Protestant faith, like Catholic, Lutheran, where there's what they call absolution and confession in your service or your liturgy, um, this verse is very familiar. Um, You often hear, um, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And then the pastor or the priest um, on behalf of Christ forgives your sins, right? As a called and ordained servant of the Lord, they extend the forgiveness, which only comes from Christ, only comes from God, right? What is sin? Like, that is a big, big question because it's as simple as not obeying God. It is as simple as, you know, doing something wrong. It's also as complicated as sickness and disease and um, just anything not created by God and as a result of Adam and Eve eating from the knowledge of good and evil. So you often hear of like original sin because Adam and Eve were made perfect. They were made in the image of God and God basically had one rule. The garden is yours, eat anything you want, but here's this tree, don't eat the fruit on that or you will surely die. So sin is anything that separates us from God and death separate, separates us from God. So anything that causes death is sin. And that's just like a big umbrella of stuff, right? I think it's interesting though, because just reading this short chapter says, if you go back to the beginning, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light in him. There is no darkness at all. So God is perfect, and if we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. So if we are sinful people, we are separate from God. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So let's go back really quick to the light at the end of the tunnel. If you're in the tunnel and there's the light that's at the end of it, what do you do? You walk towards it, right? And the closer you get, 
the more the light shines on you. The further away a little bit of that light is shining in that little beam is on you, but the closer you get, the more light there is, right? So I feel like that's sort of our walk with Jesus. You know, the further we are away from him, the light is still there, but we're in the darkness. The closer we get to God, we're we're more in the light. That being said, without the light, as in without Jesus, we are dark. That's all there is to it. We are sinful. We are destined for hell. And we're human. But if we're walking in the light, then the blood of Jesus covers us. So that's the beauty. Like, it's a weird free pass. And I say that because I'm sure that would just make every pastor or priest shake their head. But it is true. Sitting here, I am such a sinful human. And yet, I also get to claim saint because I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. And it's that really, really corny bumper sticker that makes people hate Christians that says, um, I'm not perfect, just forgiven. Like, yeah, we get it. But in a weird way, it's almost like you're claiming to be perfect. Because if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. We're just lying to ourselves if we convince ourselves that we are sinful. And it's weird because have you ever kind of said like, what have I done wrong lately? Well, that right there is pretty arrogant and that's a sin in and of itself. Like we can't go through 30 seconds without being sinful. It's terrible. It's a it's the plague of sin in this world. The good news, though, is if we confess it, Jesus is faithful and will forgive our sins and make us clean on the spot. God, I'm such an idiot. I am so sorry for all that I do wrong. And I have to admit, it's a part of being Lutheran that I kind of dig is to be able to say it is what I have said and not said. It is what I have done and not done. It is all the things. And I'm so sorry. And then we are forgiven. So I am constantly aware of my sin And yet we still live in this world where we tend to point out sin of others all the time. So short chapter, and I have for sure dragged it out because I think I even forgot um, verse 10. So I'm going to go back to eight. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. 
If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word has no place in our lives. I did say that. I remember that now. So just that sets the stage for chapter 2, where John then says, My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but the sins of the whole world. That is amazing. So John is encouraging us not to be sinful people. And then it says, but dot, dot, dot. Well, I don't know if you know this, but anytime you use the word but, it negates what's in front of it. And not that John is negating that that we aren't going to try to not sin. He's saying, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But, by the way, you're going to, if anybody does sin, as if we can't, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense. And so, in our defense, because we are guilty and we need a defender, and that defender is Jesus Christ. He talks about being the atoning sacrifice for our sins, because again, that is language and a visual that Jewish Hebrew people understand because God sets the stage with atoning sacrifices for sinfulness in the Old Testament. So these are people who will understand those scriptures to connect who Jesus is to say like, wow, this is the ultimate sacrifice for us. I also like that he says an atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for our sins, but the sins of the whole world. Like, wow, Jesus is not just American. So when we look to other countries and, you know, chant USA, God loves other countries too. And I remember being in Germany, quite honestly, it's the only other country I've ever been in besides the United States. I just remember thinking, wow, God is so big. And Germany is legit like Wisconsin, so other than the fact that they speak German. But wow, I mean, honestly, and I think it's important. It's like, yep, we are sinful people and God forgives us, but he grants that to all, to all, right? So important. Bustin, I got because as we are talking about sin and confessing our sins, it reminds me of being young and like my sister and don't 
get me wrong, I turned it right around on her too. But it'd be one of those things where she's like, if if I did something wrong, she's like, you're going to have to tell on yourself. I'm like, I'm not telling on myself. Well, you're going to have to, otherwise I'm going to. And I'm like, I'm not telling on myself. You're going to have to tell on yourself. Well, you know what? That rarely ever happened, but it definitely made me nervous and most of the time made me laugh my head off. So I'm just saying there are those times where, and now I think I probably am the type of person that tells on myself. So thanks a lot, Susie. Anyways, um, I'm going to read, you know, get this party moving here. Um, so we're on first John chapter two, and we've already read one and two, but it says now verse three says, we know that we have come to turn the page know him if we obey his commands. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar and the truth is not in him. But if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know him. We are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. Yep, that's a WWJD kind of situation. What would Jesus do? Um, it's hard to follow all the commandments. There are people out there that are probably doing a pretty good job of it. But on the other hand, when you dig deep, you're probably breaking them in one way or another, even if it's in thought, right? Thought, word, and deed. That's all sinful. You can't think it. Um, you can't say it, you can't do it, the whole nine yards, all of them. Um, anyways, but whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. Do what Jesus did, right? And I love that because while it, it is while it is virtually impossible, when you look at what Jesus did, oh my goodness, he was so compassionate. He was so forgiving. He was so giving. He was so lovely. And we should be all of those things. So verse seven says, dear friends, I am not writing you a new command, but an old one, which you have had since the beginning. This old command is the message you have heard. Yet I'm writing you a new command its truth is seen in him and you because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in the darkness. Whoever loves his brother lives in the light and there is nothing in him to make him stumble. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. He does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded him. That's profound. John packs a pretty powerful punch when he talks about hating your brother. And the topic this month of June is pride. And a lot of people, a lot of Christians 
show a lot of hate to our brothers and sisters who are in the LGBTQIA community. I hope I got all those letters right. Forgive me if I didn't. And and to me, this is speaking right to that. It is 100% okay to disagree with me. It's 100% okay to read this book of the Bible and determine something different. But I'm just saying, it says, I am writing you a new command. Its truth is seen in him and you because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. We, have, we know Jesus, so the light is there. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in the darkness. We don't get to call out other people's sin. And quite honestly, we don't even get to define sin. I can't personally figure out the the circumstance. Is cancer a sin because it's a disease and God didn't intend for cancer to be there or a birth defect? I mean, if somebody is born a homosexual, and I know that's controversial too, but I do have homosexual friends who love Jesus, and it's a shame that there's so much hate in the world. And I am saddened by that. And I always encourage my friends that they are made in the image of God and that Christ loves them and he pours out his blood for them just like he does for me. And if it is a sin, I guess, how is that worse than the fact that I can't get a handle on my mouth most of the time. The fact that I judge in my head way too often. The fact that I suffer from pride. The fact that I am prone to gossip. Yeah, embarrassing that I would even share these things. But it's true. And there's sins that I've had for a long time. Like I wish I wasn't a jerk. But sometimes I am a real jerk. And I don't even mean to be. And when we go back, remember the, where John is telling us? He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And not only for our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. And if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So if you're hung up on the fact that you think homosexuality is a sin, well, why are you hating on that sin any more than the sin of anything else. 
I just think that we need to stop and I think we need to love. And I think when we also need to go back to the part that says, uh, oh, I just made a weird sound <laughs> trying to talk and not having anything to say. I hope that didn't sound weird to you, but it did to me. Where it said to act like Jesus. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. And my brain always goes back to where this woman who was caught in adultery probably framed a lot of people think that and either either way she's there you know and has committed adultery and she's dragged out naked and Jesus we don't know what he wrote in the sand but whatever he wrote it caused the men to drop the stones and he says to her does nobody condemn you? And she says, no one. And he says, neither do I. And it's not, he wasn't saying what she did was okay. He's saying, forgive her. And then he says, go and sin no more. Well, do you think that happened? Of course not. She's human. Hopefully she didn't go back to having sex with anybody she wanted to. But on the other hand, I think he said that to say, you're going to need me. And then when Christ died on the cross and rose again, she had to think, oh my gosh, this guy has the power to forgive my sins. I just feel like it's important here that God, that God is pointing out to us anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in the darkness. We just don't have the right to judge anybody. And we need to err on the side of love. And so, and that's with lots of stuff too. Like, it's amazing how people will judge people who are alcoholics, drug addicts, homeless, mentally ill, um, gamblers, um, things that sometimes beyond somebody's circumstance, mental illness that has caused them to do something wrong or has put them in a homeless shelter or something. And it is not for us to judge. It is our job to do what Jesus did and show grace and mercy and compassion. And so the next section, not section, but the next verses is really where John like sandwiches this in to say like, Hey, you guys, you know who Jesus is. You know who the heavenly father is you know the Holy Spirit. I write to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I write to you, fathers, 
because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, because you have known the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God lives in you and you have overcome the evil one. Pretty good way to end chapter two. Um, spoiler alert. Oh, that actually doesn't end chapter two, but that's where I'm going to end. Um, chapter or verse 15 talks about do not love the world. And it goes into, um, if we love the things of this world, then we're not really fully invested in God. And so I just want to end at, um, you know, at verse 14, because I think that kind of gives us something to go on for this next week and that that your life hinges on what the next podcast is going to be. Didn't mean to make it sound like that. I just think that's a good place to end and a good message for where we're at in the world. Confess your sins. Admit that you are a sinner. Next, act like Jesus. Try to follow his commands. Try to not sin. Like, work on that, right? Act like Jesus. Be like Jesus. And don't hate. Don't hate your brother. Don't judge your brother. Don't point your finger at someone else's sin as greater than yours. Yep, the world kind of weighs sin. Um, it, and sometimes for a good reason, because, you know, you can't go, you know, stabbing someone in the eye. That's, and why the eye? I don't know, because that just is gross. But, you know, that's worse than spitting in their eye, and yet both are sinful. And even if you think like, wow, I wish I could stab that person in the eye, it's a sin, right? So sin is sin is sin. And we are all forgiven thanks to Jesus Christ and the blood he poured out on the cross and the fact that he went to hell to claim our places in hell and then rose again and then ascended to the father so that we can be with them when we die hello good stuff i do want to remind everybody that this is strictly my opinion and how i am interpreting what i read and what these verses mean to me totally okay for you to have your own opinion totally okay for you to be offended by what I say totally okay for you to not listen to me anymore I would hope that if you want to debate it if you want to talk about it send me an email I am 
hippiechristianwhocares at gmail.com and certainly would invite having conversation. I've actually changed my mind on things before. So I could be wrong on lots of stuff. I just think always erring on the side of love is important. I think doing what Jesus did while is impossible for humans is a lofty goal to go after and we should and I don't know you know what the irony of Debbie Boone really fits alone in the dark but now you've come along and you light up my life you give me hope to carry on you light up my days and fill my nights with song I'm just saying she probably wasn't wrong saying she was singing to Jesus and we all should sing a little bit more to him so go walk in the light show some love and be like Jesus have a great day everybody